Hi, everybody. This is Lisa Busan, and I'd like to welcome you to today's show. Today's guest is none other than Rudy Hunter, who is a spectacular healer of both human and animals in the world of energy healing. He is a guru, yes. So even though Rudy will be sharing a little bit about himself early on in the show, I wanted to toot his horn just a little bit. You see, Rudy is open and honest, but tends to downplay his astounding contributions to the world of healing, both with humans and in animals. So I wanted to share a little bit more. You see, Rudy has developed many of the energetic bodywork techniques used today, including the Phoenix technique, which is used for the head, neck, and face, as well as the Sacred Eight healing technique for helping others heal. He's also developed an amazing healing technique called H-E-A-R-T, which is Hunter's Emotional Alignment Rescue Technique for gently resetting the emotional upsets you may experience in under three minutes. Rudy works with people in the U.S., of course, but also works with people in Canada, Japan, England, Australia, well, I guess in all the English-speaking countries of the world, via telephone, helping people to get back on track and out of any physical and emotional pain they might be experiencing. His work is fast, focused, but he's also highly compassionate, you see. And let me tell you, he is an absolute joy and pleasure to work with. I know you'll enjoy his energy, his personality, and his compassion and care as much as I do. So without further ado, on to the show. We're talking today with healer, energy healer, animal expert, animal communicator, like, ta-da, right, Rudy Hunter, this is, this is the man, he's the man, yes he is, and I've had Rudy on, what we have, Blog Talk Radio before? Yeah. We have Blog Talk Radio before, like, years and years ago, um, and you know what, we need to get this dude back on, and we're in Delaware today. Um, I have a gallery going with Deanna Fitzpatrick and George Corey, and this and this dude here is being my lovely guest today. Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely, I love it. So I always look for victims to have on my show. Yes, I do. And I'm, I'm overjoyed. I'm overjoyed to have Rudy with us today. So hello, sir. Howdy. Great to be here. <laughs> yes, you. you're welcome. It's love to be in, lovely to be in Delaware where everyone says, oh, sweetie, do you need help with that? And how are you, honey? So <laughs> yeah, it's sounds nice. like we're in the South. Yeah. Well, ish. Ish. Yeah. South, well, south, south adjacent. South, south adjacent, yeah, yes. Very nice. Well, you're way north and so my way north, so yeah. this is the south. Yeah. This is... <laughs> sure. They don't say sweetie in Michigan. No. No, not no, too much. No. I say sweetie all the time, but not too much. you gotta be, you got to worry about what you're doing, what and who you're saying, thanks to in Michigan. I, I'm such a liar. I live north of... I'm about an hour north of Detroit, and... Uh, it's absolutely fine. It's absolutely fine. We're just as neurotic as everybody else's in the yeah. country. Yeah, absolutely. Detroit's nice. It'll be, it'll be lovely when they finish it. Uh, oh, downtown Detroit is absolutely gorgeous. It's gorgeous. It's the surrounding areas. But you know what? What I've seen from all my travels is 
it's no different than any other big town. You know, I've seen Chicago and New York. It's no different than that. It really isn't. So, whatever. So, tell us, Rudy. Yes. How on earth did you get started in this? Like, what was the first thing that you realized that there was something going on there energetically? What happened? Um, I never planned to do this work. So, I... (laughs) I hear you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start with that. Okay. Um, so the long story shortened to just a few seconds is I started life as a professional dancer and magician on the same day. Um, on the same day? On the same a day. A dancing musician? No, no, no. no. But two separate things. Two separate things. Thank, okay. thank heavens. Uh, loved them both. And during a performance when I was 17 or 18, um, I did a hang drop from a piece of scenery in a theatrical production that I was in and wrecked my back. Oh, was that intentional? No. Okay. No, no, no. What were you doing hanging from the scenery in the first place? I, well, that was part of the, the dance routine that I was doing. Oh, yeah. gotcha. So my dance career ended in that moment and I wrecked my back. And thankfully I had something to fall back on, which was magic. And magic was wonderful to me while I was busy being furious that I had (laughs) messed up my dancing career. Um, And because I wrecked my back and was a broke dancer living in Toronto, I didn't have any money and I didn't go and get proper medical care. Um, I spent two weeks on muscle relaxers from a doctor, which was nice, but um, so I had to fix my own back. A very lovely, crazy friend of mine says, I know this lady who rents out empty office space and you can, yeah, you can lie on the floor with a bunch of strangers (laughs) for three hours for $10 and it might help your back. Now there's about 40 things wrong with that in in my head, but I had no choice. So I went and did it Mm -hmm. and uh, it was a Feldenkrais class, which was... So Feldenkrais is slow awareness through movement. And sure enough, we rolled around in slow motion. Uh, I got up at the end of the first class and there was a substantial improvement. It's a long, long story of rehab afterwards, but that was the first thing that to me felt like actual magic. So because I was a performing magician, I needed to know everything in creation about bodywork. Of course. So I went on to become a bodywork Basically, I'm a bodywork whore is the truth. <laughs> to, to this day, I'm still learning new forms of bodywork. Sure. But uh, I went on to be a bodywork teacher. I've trained acupuncturists, chiropractors, lay people, nurses. Um, and, and I was good at it because I would train others. And I'm, I'm very good with mechanical, you know, I can do card tricks, mm-hmm. which is how I made my living for many years. And I can do bones, muscles, joints. And I thought, this is great. I'll do this until I drop dead. And... Um, Lo and behold, my lovely partner, George, introduced me years ago to um, what I fondly call members of the Tinfoil Hat Brigade. <laughs> these, were, these were bat crap crazy people in New, in New York's underground, sort of in the healing underground in Manhattan. Okay. That were out of their minds. I saw them do the most incredible healing work stuff that's very complex if you have good mechanical skills as I did, but I saw them do it long distance without touching easier and quicker than I could get it done. And the the skeptic and the magician in me said, 
I now have to know everything in creation about how that gets done because that's amazing. That's a real, that's right. real magic. It is. So that, that diversion into my current career, and because it's a god of irony, I ended up doing exactly the stuff that I used to make fun of that other people did. So, <laughs> so that somehow, is ironic, isn't it? Yeah, somehow it's kind of perfect. <clears throat> and that's how we get here. That's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. So you started out as a magician. Mm -hmm. Isn't it interesting how, and I've seen it happen many times, that when someone is very doubtful or very adamant against something, and life puts those challenges in their way so that it forces them to look at alternative methods, which is exactly what happened to you. Exactly right. Yeah, that's interesting. Yep. It's really interesting, you know, because I remember as a medium, um, you know, even though I had different experiences throughout my life, I remember about the age of 12, walking through the kitchen and my mom was at the kitchen counter, she doing something. She turned and looked at me like, she had this epiphany and says, I'm psychic, you know, and I remember rolling my eyes like, what the hell? And I kept on walking. Guess what? Yeah. <laughs> Ta-da! Ta-da! Yeah, exactly. Ta-da, here I am today. Yes. Yeah, and you, you do amazing work. I well, mean, thank I've, you. I've your work. Thank it's you amazing. very much. So energy healing, obviously, as a segue from what you just said, that, that this can be done hands-on. It can also be done remotely. Right. Why... Let's go first with the with the distance healing. How is that possible? Well, the, the distance healing um, is actually the thing that I thought was going to be the, the weakest form of healing um, because there's a level of disconnection. You know, I'm, right. I'm, I'm in New York. <clears throat> I work on packs of dogs in Australia, racehorses in Italy, people in Japan, wow. just thanks to technology yay technology mm -hmm. um that's now possible but even without technology that's also possible we're fundamentally all plugged into a master power grid whatever euphemism you want to you right. know a, a beautiful web however you want to describe it we're all connected to that and when we have disconnections or dis-ease or discomfort uh, in our system Fundamentally, all we're looking to do is get all the prongs together and re-plug in fully. Because whoever it is, myself included, healer is really a misnomer, but it's, it's the best thing we have to describe what sure. that is. The body always does the healing, mm -hmm. uh, and it heals beautifully if you get the mind on board. Oh, good luck with that. And, <laughs> and, you're, and if you're not exposed to uh, horrendous toxins. So if those things are in place... The body has all the things it needs to do to be able to rejuvenate itself given enough time and circumstance. Mm -hmm. That's interesting because if you're working at a distance, whether it's next door or different country away, mm -hmm. what is it? Is there like a grid, an energy grid that you're kind of tapping into, like? Like like wings of a bird, or you understand what I'm saying? And yeah. it sounds kind of no, weird. No, no, I but completely. yeah, is there like a, a healing grid, or is there like little radar things? Or I have the world's most terrible answer because <laughs> because I when I decided I needed to know everything about how this is done, mm -hmm. I was looking for 
exactly that. I was looking for the one sort of grid or setup or how things are accessed. And a lot of people are happy with finding that one way to do it. I am not. Because once, once I see that, it's like, okay, is there another way? Or are there four or 6,000 other ways? Right. So there's all kinds of ways to, to make that connection to get there to make it happen. And I'm, I'm an equal interspecies worker. So I like to work on animals as much as I like to work on people. And there are different strata um, of how you connect, for example, to an animal. I mean, you connect with, with dead folks all the time. Mm -hmm. that's, that's not sort of in my repertoire. It's not a, a thing I do. I am um, sort of physical and energetically based, and I will use all kinds of different ways to access. Here's, here's a good example. If you're trying to get your liver healed, for example, there's all kinds of ways to access an organ, the liver. But let's say you're working on something like your finances. That's a more diffuse thought form that doesn't have the shape of a liver. So you have to know how to dial that up. And the cell phone al analogy is pretty good. If you're dialing across the world, if you've got the right number, you're going to have an impact. Mm, if, okay. if you're butt dialing <clears throat> your brother-in-law, nobody's liver is going to get better. Mm -hmm. right? See, I said butt dialing in public. <laughs> We're real people. I, it's, We're real people. Couldn't, couldn't be realer. Yeah. yeah. So when I was a little girl, here's something that's, I've only ever heard of one other person, at least encountering one other person that's, that's, this has happened to. I remember seeing what appeared to be sheets of molecules mm -hmm. in the air. Mm -hmm. It was almost like I could see them going this way and this way. And yep. it kind of reminds me now of like cheesecloth, you know, where the, the grid is, is, and I could see sheets of that. What the heck is that? That's amazing. I, I it's know. weird. <laughs> well, it is weird, but I, I know what that is. One of the ways that I work, let's take the organ example, because it's good to comprehend. You have, a, you have a messed up liver for whatever reason. Put the tequila down. Uh, but what, whatever the reason is. Mm -hmm. So you can go after trying to fix the organ directly. What I often do is indirectly strengthen the container or the energetic grid around what I want to oh. fix. So that's actually, I will access that grid for organ work mm -hmm. all the time. And, and it's, it seems to be a good way to create structure and strengthen it. So put a cheesecloth around the liver. Yeah. And go into, nice. and actually go into that mm -hmm. space and find out what needs to get done. Right. That's very cool. Yeah. So, and in person, of course, mm -hmm. are you working, do you need hands-on or is it hands-off or like if someone were to come to your office, well, how, would, how would you apply the healing? Well, they can't anymore. I actually stopped working in person years oh. ago. I did a very, very slow transition from hands-on, sensible human being, I know what I'm doing, mm -hmm. to lunatic fringe, crazy person living in the woods going, oh, I only work on this. <laughs> And, and I make that face because I still think it's ridiculous. No, I think it's amazing because I've told my husband, I don't, can't tell you how many times, if I didn't have a job where probably half of my clients are still in person, I'd be traveling in a motorhome all over the country Yeah. yeah. because I was able to, nice. you know, and, and be able to work. Yeah, so well, there you go. I, I just discovered I was actually more effective results-based 
at a distance than I was in person. And mm -hmm. I was really good in person. So the only, the only sort of stuff I do in person now is I spend a lot of time in animal refuges and, oh yeah you know, folks have pets and invite me to dinner, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm usually on the floor in 10 minutes and playing, oh. playing with the animals. I don't know. Last night you're on the floor in about three seconds. <laughs> oh, there's doggies there. Right. Yes. Yeah. So let's continue on. Here's an example. If it's raining or if there's loud noises like 4th of July or what have you, mm -hmm. my sister's dogs, and I bring them up as a, an example because I don't have any pets at the moment. Um, anyway, so my sister's dogs flip out. Yeah. So she puts these like thunder jackets on or mm -hmm. thunder coats or whatever. Yep. So is there something you can do for animals from a distance or even in person as an alternative to that? There are a couple of things you, you can do. One of the, that's such a primal trigger in, in, in horses and dogs in particular. Mm -hmm. So the trick is you have to race the adrenaline spike, which means that anything you're going to do, you have to get to really quickly. So there are things you can do. One of the things you can imagine, and I know it'll seem just to yourself like you're just imagining it and it couldn't possibly help. Mm -hmm. You can imagine stretching your dog's uh, skin and fur in your imagination out as wide as possible. Oh. You're actually creating space. Mm -hmm. What that will, uh, will do if you get it fast enough is that will create a, an overall sense of relaxation in the dog. If you're not quick enough, that adrenaline from thunderstorms will just spike and you'll just have to write it out. If you don't have one of those um, thunder shirty things, which are a great invention, and it makes it seem like your dog is a superhero because it's got like an outfit. Yes. Uh, you can take an ace bandage and lightly, not not snugly, of course. lightly wrap it around your dog. Mm -hmm. and of course, it's face completely free and clear. That's an old thing that we used to do before those jackets existed. Mm -hmm. It's well, very helpful. Pretty much it's in essence the same thing. So that's right. a neat thing. So can you tell me, I've been doing a little bit of homework on you. Uh -oh. Stalker, stalker, stalker. Uh-oh. Yeah. What is a mudra? Ah, mudra. Oh, I love mudras. <laughs> uh, mudras are ancient hand clasping tools that focus energy in different ways. So in Indian tradition, Buddhist traditions, Chinese traditions, many of the older cultures that are around, there have been lots of monks and nuns and crazy people and wonderful people who are only slightly crazy. Sitting in caves for years, figuring out that if you hold your hands in certain ways, mm -hmm. it amplifies or diminishes energetic signals in your body. Oh. Now, if you're open to that idea, that makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. If this is the first time you're hearing about it, you're thinking to yourself, this dude is out of his mind. But I'll show you one okay. that you can test out. I'm not interested in, in doing anything for myself or anybody else that I don't test. So I agree. This is a rigorous thing you can use under pressure. If you have anxiety, this mudra is specific for anxiety. And what that means is that it won't work if you're feeling sad. You can do this mudra for eons and it won't change your sadness. Mm -hmm. But when you're anxious, if you'll take the thumb and what's it called pinky the thumb and pinky of one hand and you're going to match the fingerprints on your thumb to the fingerprints on your pinky and there's a bit of a stretch there you hold your hands in this position okay and you hold them both 
Oh, well, okay. It no, like, you, yeah, it's you, reindeer time. Right, you, you don't have to do this part. <laughs> so if you just hold your hands in this position, they can be up, they can be on your lap, mm -hmm. anywhere that's comfy, you'll find that if you can maintain this, it, and you have to get a little used to it, there's a little stretch in the hands here, the anxiety will just diminish. Okay. Now, I'm going to teach you two other steps that I probably shouldn't teach everybody. Wait, before you move on. Yeah. So does it have to be... Uh, clinical anxiety or do I just have anxiety in my stomach? Can I use it for something very simple or does yeah. it have to be diagnosed? Yeah, you can use oh, it for anything. Nice, yeah. okay. This is real self-help because I don't know if you've had much anxiety. I used to be the poster child for anxiety. That's, <laughs> that's why I know these work really well. Okay. Um, anxiety usually doesn't peak during office hours. It's usually at two or three in the morning when people are trying to do their own dental work and banging their head into the fridge and they want to call somebody and they're freaked out or maybe that's that was just me <laughs> i've spent a lot of time sitting on the couch in this position i can tell you that if you pay attention inside you'll notice that the anxiety actually drops from the top downwards even okay there's two other ways to increase the intensity of this this may be enough so i'd start with this and see if it is mm -hmm. The second thing you can do with it, you're going to maintain this grip. This is the actual mood grip, okay. the hand clasp. You're going to turn your hands in. I know this looks funny, and rest them on your chest. So okay. the hand, so, hands are in the same position, mm -hmm. but the backs of the hands are touching. I can actually feel the energy of this one. Yeah. This one. Oh, nice. I love this one. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. This one. Oh, this wow. <gasps> so this you can do. Like this makes me want to lie down. So. You can do this before falling asleep if you're anxious or you wake mm -hmm. up with an anxiety dream. Yeah, yeah. You can just lay your hands on your chest there. You can sit up and watch TV. You don't have to be engaged in great spiritual work. Mm -hmm. I like spiritual work that I can do during commercial breaks. That's sort of <laughs> my speed. Commercial breaks. So that's the second way. And there's one other trick I'm going to teach you. Okay. The strongest way to activate this, and this may be enough, but... If you imagine in your mind's eye or see or picture or pretend, it's all the same thing, a humongous moon, Ooh. you'll find that your anxiety drops even faster. So three different versions. Mm -hmm. Starter, intermediate, and then visualized with a huge moon, advanced. Right. That's neat. Yeah, very That's helpful. Very neat. Very helpful. So... We can practice that wherever and whenever, right. other it, than when we're driving or something like that, obviously. Right, right. no driving, no operating heavy machinery. Yeah. But if you do practice this at the grocery store, you will get to the head of the checkout line. Guaranteed. <laughs> Guaranteed. Yeah. You know, it's funny because my anxiety comes when, you know, maybe I'm doing too much and I'm stressed out a little bit. Or I'm getting some kind of intuitive hit. And I don't know where it's coming from, that type of thing, you know. And I'm no better than anybody else. I get, you know, it's usually in the pit of my stomach, so it's a clear sentient thing. Um, yeah, so then I have to figure out, okay, where's it going? Well, who's it for? And all that kind of stuff. But if I could do this. And you can do both. Yeah. You, you can, in that position, you can also do the work that you do, which yeah. is figuring out where it's from, who it's for. Is it right. a message you need to deliver? Yeah. I would like to play with that one. Because very often the anxiety I'm feeling in that type of situation 
isn't doesn't have to do with me it has to do with someone around me yeah. so i would experiment to see if i did the mudra if it goes away if it's for me or if it stays if it's for someone else right. you know what i mean right. so i'd have to do some investigation there which is That'd be pretty cool. That'd be a neat way to determine. Because sometimes, like I said, I can't tell if it's for me or for somebody else. Sure. I just feel the anxiety. Ah, the life of the empath. Yeah, isn't it great? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. It is. Um, so you do healing remotely um, all over the world. Interesting. So do you teach classes? I do. I teach um, live classes a few times a year. I also have um, an online training that's in two parts, a basic and advanced. Uh, it's a healing modality. I've, I've been asked for years to teach some of what I do because mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff that I do. So I systematized and built uh, a healer's training called the Ash Workers. Um, and if you're interested at all in either learning skills for yourself and your family and your pets and or potentially working with other people, with clients and groups, um, you can go to the ashworkerstraininghub.com and that'll give you the lowdown on how to work with the human species, all animal species, working on yourself and others. And it isn't limited to things just like busted livers. It's, um, it works on those larger thought forms. In fact, you can use it on anything. So if you have abundance issues or you have karmic issues or you got a pain in your big toe. Um, it works on all of those things. And it's a very gentle modality. That's for me, that's crucial. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So how can the listeners get in touch with you? Give us some of your specs. Oh, sure. Um, the best two sites to go to are rudyhunter.com. And then the other one is huntershealingcalls.com. And if you sign up to be part of my private newsletter, you'll get access to tons and tons and tons of freebies. I love to give stuff away. I can attest to that. <laughs> I can attest to that. He's always giving us exercises and little tips and tricks and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Very valuable. Very valuable stuff. It's really interesting, too, because it's very diverse. It's diverse information, whether it's for human or animal or whatever. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And, and that partly fulfills the vow I made to myself years ago when I was racked in pain, angry, crawling around on all fours, going, why can't I get the help I want? I made a series of vows that if ever given the opportunity, I would make those tools available for folks at three in the morning who, uh, mm -hmm. who needed them. So that that's part of that. It's also just fun. Yeah, it's part of giving back though. Yeah, yeah it is. It's part of giving back. I think, <clears throat> pardon me, in our business, it's important to honor our blessings by giving to those who either can't afford it or um, needed it spontaneously or what have you. Yeah. Um, it's, it's important. I know it's important to me. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. What else is going on in your world? <laughs> uh, I've been, I've been to lots of places recently and yeah. worked on lots of different species. So I've, what is your favorite species? Oh God. Uh, it's gotta be dogs. It's gotta be dogs. Um, but I'm a, I'm a real sucker for interesting species. I was, I went to Nassau recently and got to spend time with gigantic stingrays and wow, that was, well, I don't even have, words. yeah, blow your mind. Cool. Yeah. Sort of alien-like and yeah. very fun. And I've, I've 
started working more hands-on with horses than I ever have. I, I worked on a lot of horses from a distance. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's been a whole new universe. I still don't think I'm a horsey person. Maybe that's just because I don't speak horse. You know, they have all that lingo and stuff. You're such a loser. You don't <laughs> speak horse. <laughs> right. Exactly right. But um, I, I do also a lot of work with packs. And the, the energetics of a pack of dogs or a pack mm -hmm. of horses or with some farms that I work with, there are all, all kinds of species that operate as a larger pack, and the energetics of that are fascinating. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I still love working with people. I used, to, I used to do some healing on horses. It's cool, right? It's very cool. It's yeah. very cool. It's very intimidating because these horses were monsters. Gigantic. Now, these were like regular. There was like a, she was close to Clydesdale size. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, here's Lisa. I'm like, this is the horse's belly, you know. <laughs> I'm all of, what, 5'2", I think, something like that now. Maybe I've gotten shorter because I've gotten older. But I swear to God, I was like, this was with the horse's belly. And, yeah. Yeah, I was kind of intimidated. Yeah, it is and and she was a a grumpy. She was a grumpy old lady. She was a grumpy old lady who had terrible, terrible arthritis in her what well, I don't know, call them ankles or just above the. Hoop. See, you don't speak horse either. Right. What, what, <laughs> they were word for that. I don't know. This what thing. That is. Yeah, I'm not right. a medical intuitive. I just know what I know. Yeah, this part right. and the elbow or her knees. Yeah. Right. So she had terrible arthritis there, and she was having trouble standing up and stuff like that. And when she stood up. She had trouble moving because it hurt so bad. Yeah, sure. So I had to go in there and I was doing some Reiki on her and stuff like that. So awesome. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and then um, that progressed to cows. I don't like cows. You don't like cows? I love cows. No, I don't like cows. Well, maybe it's just the cows that I worked with. Well, yeah. They were really, could, could I'm be. sorry to say, but they were not Cow intelligent animals. Cows with attitude? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But, yeah, they did. I don't know. Maybe it was just the cows that I was working with because they were not really intelligent animals. Yeah. I, Where, I so do you actually like telepathically communicate with your animals? No. Okay. No, I'm not, I'm not a, um, I'm not an animal communicator in the traditional sense. I'm interested. In fact, I do a lot of private damage control Ooh. for animal communicators who tell people horrible, stupid hurtful things. So I won't get on that soapbox, but my interest is, is helping the animal do what its natural inclination is. So most animals do their damnedest in normal everyday life to self-adjust, self-correct. Sure. Um, they sleep when they're supposed to, they follow their internal cycles beautifully. Um, when they have trouble, is normally when there's some kind of trauma. And that's true in my practice. I have, I have a weird niche little practice. I work with basically animals uh, suffering trauma and people suffering trauma because trauma is one of the things that, um, I mean, it's in my own history, but it's one of the things that I have worked the hardest to help unlock gracefully. I believe that if you're going to somebody to get help with trauma, if you are being forced to relive it, you're being re-traumatized all over again. Right. So part of my mission, personally, um, and we never used to have tools like like are available now. In the 80s, you know, we used to go to hotel ballrooms and pound pillows and scream, and, and it was great, sort of. 
but it was it was not a gentle, quick, graceful right. process. It was yeah. you know thinking and um, now I can take long-standing trauma and unlock it energetically around where the mind has dominion so that the body can start to let go of it quickly. So are you talking about releasing that trauma from the source? Yes. Yeah. The, the Instead of masking it on top, yeah. you're grabbing the surface or the, the point of origin. Right. And that point of origin is usually, I mean, I, I work with a, a lot of sexual abuse survivors who've had either a single incident or most of them have had multiple incidents. Mm -hmm. And there are stacked layers to get to. And if you don't unlock them all, and if it's not done with grace, the body acts out and it's messy and, you know, it's icky. And nobody wants to, that's a technical term, icky. Uh, no, <laughs> Which we all understand. Right, nobody wants to re-navigate that because they're already full with dealing with the trauma and the, the post-traumatic stress that comes from having to deal with it all that time. So that's one of the things I'm most proud of in my practice is that I can take tra trauma and undo it. Um, it's so important and so needed. Yeah, I, It is I so important. Um, yeah, so give me some business cards. <laughs> sure. Honestly, because well, I have a, a couple uh, friends who are psychologists, and that's who I usually transfer my clients to when it's over my practice. Right. Um, but yeah, that would be a, a decent, um, a there, good al alternative. And there's some great tools out there. There's some great psychologists and psychotherapists that are doing beautiful work. Mm -hmm. One of the things, I mean, I'll let you in on a secret. There are a few, uh, well, actually more than a few now, there's a fairly large handful of psychologists and psychotherapists who are using a couple of the tools on my site to help folks with trauma, with PTSD as homework. It, and it, they're wonderful because they're not ego invested. It's right. not like they're, exactly. their way of the highway. It's like, let's yeah. get these people some help. Right. So um, if you go to my blog page on huntershealingcalls.com and just punch in PTSD or look at the categories, there's some free tools there that didn't exist before a few years ago that quickly unlock source points for post-traumatic stress. I mean, I, I quietly do a fair amount of work with military, mm -hmm. military families and soldier dogs. Right. I just have a, you know, these folks have seen horrific things. Yeah. That nobody yeah. should ever have to see. So, right. you know, the super pacifist in me, um, finds himself loving military folks and wanting to really help just exactly pull that ick out of the system. Well, it really interferes with folks. And you know, I it mean, does. in the same breath, I also know abuse survivors and folks who just, for example, suffered endless losses, who don't, who aren't, you know, officially mm -hmm. military or what have you, and they they are PTSD stricken as well because sometimes life can be tough. Yeah, absolutely. Talk about absolutely. understatement. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So if you have a question for Rudy, go ahead and raise your hand, please, and we'll get you on air. So. While I'm chit chatting, would you like to go get our little, our little, our little, our little uh, friend? Will be coming. Here he comes. Here he comes. Our little friends. All right. Yay! Hey, baby. Yes. 
Oh, this is Bailey. This, this is, is Bailey. Hello, baby. Yeah. Hello, baby. This is Deanna, one of Deanna Fitzpatrick's lovely little puppies. So tell us about Bailey. What do you pick up on Bailey? Well, Bailey's doing great. I got a chance to meet Bailey yesterday. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I met him, he does what uh, a lot of dogs do for me is he stuck his rear end and his hips immediately in my hands. It's like they smell me, they turn around, they go, okay, fix that. Yeah. Because I, lo I love to work on their hips quickly and get things sorted out. I, I really just want to show folks a maneuver that they can do, whether they have big dog, small dog, cat, any animal with a spine. So, and that actually does technically include your brother-in-law if, you know, if you can do it. <laughs> He's an animal. Yes, yeah. he is. So this is a way of working indirectly on the spine. And I know that we're always told we should we should never touch a person or an animal's spine. So you're going to feel as if you're going to do that, but there's a very specific set of reflexes in the skin above the spine I want to teach you. And we're going to navigate Bailey's rumpus. Hi, honey. Let's see. So here's Bailey's spine going all the way up. And all we're going to do is we're going to smush, that's the technical term, we're going to move the skin in a head to tushy direction. That's the direction you're always going in. You're going to go back and forth. You're not going east to west because that won't work. You're going tushy to head, up and down. So you start at the base of the base of the bum, base of the bum, and all you're going to do is you're going to move the skin. So I'm not poking into his spine. I'm actually rubbing the skin. I'm not rubbing above so nothing happens. I'm actually pressing in enough to get the skin itself and the fur to move. And you'll see I'm already starting to salivate a little. Because what I'm doing, thank you, honey. Oh, yes, you're going to tell beautifully. Beautiful. <laughs> there we go. See, now he's that's so funny. straightening right he up. He is just perfect. All I'm doing. So are you on the sides of the spine? I'm actually not. I'm right over the spine. That's okay. why gentleness is really important. Of course. There's no pressure. I'm just moving the skin head to tushy. And you can already see because Bailey is so. What a good dog. He's so tuned in. Yes. Oh, hello. That's him ordering a massage for later in the day. Yes, or pizza. Or pizza. Yeah. Yeah, I, that was my, I always thought my dogs, whenever we went out, were ordering pizza and then eating the box to. There you go, to get rid of the evidence. So he's already, he's already in the groove here. He's starting to chill out, relax. And we're just going head to tush. We take our time. You can do it on commercial breaks. You can do this every day or if you want several times a day. This is a beautiful neurological reset that resets not only the brain, but the entire body. And we go up all the way to the base of his head. You can do it once. You can do it twice. So what will this help? Uh, this is because you were talking about neurological reset, but what... It's what my, are the effects? My favorite question. I give this as a first maneuver for almost anything because it treats all of the spinal nerves throughout the entire spinal column, mm -hmm. which affect everything. Of course. And directly affects the brain. So I give this for anxious dogs. I give it for dogs with upset tummies, skin conditions. All of the other mm -hmm. things have to be in play. And I'm not trying to give you something to usurp your vet's of course, advice, of course, because most vets are awesome. They are single-handedly 
the folks that are bringing stuff available to our animals in, into the world and are also medically trained. But this is a self-help deal that you can use to enhance your a dog or cat, their sense of well-being. And you'll find, I mean, I've had tremendous reports that I had trouble believing that this has corrected everything from epilepsy to skin conditions to neurotic wow. I mean, can you do that to people too? You can. It was actually designed for people. Nice. Yeah. But you have to move the skin. Mm -hmm. So it's a very easy. <laughs> Just sitting there soaking it all in. We call this, I'll give you half an hour to cut that out. <laughs> right. And by the way, with animals, don't take it personally. When they're done, they're done. They're done. They no, will, I get it. They'll usually fart, get up, turn around, and clear <laughs> off. I get it. Well, don't squeeze. You're going to hang out. He's not sure. Oh, no, he's stretching his back so I can get into the nitty-gritty there. There you go. It's a very simple maneuver that's really worth doing just to see what you can discover that your own animal likes. And, yes, you can do it on cats. You know, If you can get a cat to sit well, still long enough. Well, that's it. Once they find out that it turns all the circuits on in them, they're much more willing to come. And oh, I bet. Right, baby? Mm -hmm. So cute. I bet. Yeah, because they... they I guess innately can feel a difference and they know that it's helping. They, yeah. they just know where people like yeah. get all tense and all freaky and you know, it happens like that sometimes, but animals is like, no, this is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. They very quickly realize that fundamentally what you're doing is you're turning on the master control system down the spine. So mm -hmm. the spinal nerves actually function better. Right. And, uh, you know, it helps to also look particularly cute. Mm -hmm. All right. So you got your glasses on. What's that say? <laughs> Hi, Rudy. My cat chases her tail not in a nice way, in a crazy way. Any advice? Hmm? Okay. So crazy. we have someone chatting in that is having difficulty with her cat chasing its tail, but not in a nice way. Right. So. so that's usually an expression of anxiety. It may not be, but that's the likely first culprit. So one of the things you can do, which sounds a little bit like a stretch, you got it, sit, <laughs> sit and do that while your cat is doing it. You may find oh. that there's a lessening, especially if you do it immediately. You may find that there's a lessening because that energetic mudra is contagious. If you sat in the bus station and did that, you'd notice a change. If you sit with your cat and do it, you'll notice a change as well. So it's a very good first thing to try so do you feel that or would it be possible that the cat is picking up anxiety or <laughs> some other hectic emotion from their caretaker yeah it's possible right so the deal so is if you're like this right. like what we talked earlier you then if that were the case right then on the other hand then the cat might be calming down is that pretty much what you're saying yeah you, you broadcast that. The deal is whenever I work with animals who have people owners, we always work as a symbiotic unit because we are. The animals pick up what we're feeling mm -hmm. and vice versa. It's a, it's a closed loop, but we're the dominant in that relationship. So the animals will often express what's going on under the surface for us. That's interesting. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Get back in the picture. Oh. 
<laughs> no, just, just, just come to me. Oh, just hold come on, closer. hold on. Any of this? Okay, I will give that a try. She started to do it after we left for a week on vacation. Ah, ah. ah. welcome to separation. Anxiety. Separation yeah, anxiety. Separation. So here's yeah. here's another thing I. <laughs> you're so uh, another thing <laughs> I very frequently suggest, and you can run this by your vet, and most vets are totally on board with it. To go to a good health food store. You buy Dr. Box, B-A-C-H, Rescue Remedy, and they have a rescue remedy for animals. And you put 10 drops in their water dish every day for a while until that natural anxiety starts to diminish, which it usually does very quickly with uh, the Box flower essences. And that's a very rugged formula for all kinds of stress and anxiety. Even though it sounds flouncy, it's five flower essences, but it's rugged as hell. Mm -hmm. So, does that um, is that the same dosage for small versus large dogs? Yeah, it's the same dosage. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The but that's an thing easy is, thing because it's all natural. Right, and you can't overdo it. So yeah. relaxed, chilling out, just enjoying everything. Yeah. Oh, see how relaxed and just. Yeah, I wanna, love it. If you want to try this how on your human friend, how calming is that? Yeah. By all means, works, mm -hmm. works wonders. Mm -hmm. So it just resets everything. I really like that, you know, because the neurological system, of course, is that controls everything in the body. Yes. And if the body is relaxed completely the or mind, back on track. The mind gets to relax. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Well, thank you. Handsome. Yeah. Look at that little face. <laughs> it looks like one of those little, those little, like, I know. Like I know you look like one of those little fake puppies that are on the, like one of those little mop puppies that are on the TV set. Right. But you're so sweet. You're so sweet. So you can do that same exercise with anything that has a spine. Yeah. Don't try and do it on yourself. I always get asked that question. You will break your arm, hurt your elbows. If you want to do it, teach your friend. Have them mm -hmm. do it on you. And then mm -hmm. you, you, you can do it on them. You can trade off and have a great time. Mm -hmm. So you say anything with a spine, it just kind of grosses me out. What about a snake? If I was not completely scared of snakes, <laughs> I would say I've, I've seen snake spines and they're magnificent mm -hmm. creations, but I'm I'm a screamer, so <laughs> not. No, and we just think you because it's a vertebrate, right? Yeah, so absolutely it is. So it's it a just, magnificent spine. No thanks. Yeah, so, I agree. Sorry, snake fans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sorry, snake but fans. But you can. You can. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the reflexes are active in, in every animal with a spine. Right. So an example I have is one of my sister's dogs, different sister, different dog, okay. um, would not communicate with me. And this dog, his name was, what the heck was his name? I can't, whatever, I can't remember, it was a while ago. Um, was, we think he was like ADD or ADHD. Mm -hmm. We really do. Sure. And so my sister asked me to come communicate with this dog to see what was going on. And the dog would not make eye contact. Yeah. I, it was almost like the dog knew I was kind of like, like trying to communicate mentally. It's like, mm, no. Yeah. Would look back at me. Oh, nope. Yeah, it was really kind of a strange thing. Sure. Like, I don't want to talk to you. Don't want to talk to you. So, and would always break eye contact, which is really a strange thing. Normally, dogs are like, yeah. you know, right. one of those things. Yeah, that was really weird. Yeah, all different kinds of people, all different kinds of dogs. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we, I definitely think the dog had ADD or concentration problems, which was, you know, you see that, see that in kids all the time, you know, or even adults, but well, you this see dog it, was you see crazy. You see that more in uh, dogs who've been fed a very unbalanced diet as well. Mm-hmm. Well, that would have been the case with my sister. Oh, right. No, yeah, right. not with one of my sisters, though. They're like, oh, my God, this is like, yeah, health food store stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah crazy, crazy expensive dog food. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that something in that food was not maybe an allergen or intolerant. Yeah. Something You just it's don't know. Possible. You don't know, right? Yeah. yeah. What else is going on? What else can we talk about? I don't know. Things okay. are good. Things are good. <laughs> Things are really good. I, I got a sleepy dog. I'm thinking of kidnapping. So, you know. Right, or falling asleep with the dog. I Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so, your favorite animal is dogs. I think so. Okay. And it's because of the pack mentality or the, the um, exuberance, the joy. Yeah. I've had I've had dogs for so long and they've taught me so much. I'm, I mean I've I've had cats too. I love cats as well. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, the the dogs have been very intimate teachers for me. Very um, very close, very personal. Just a fan. You know, you talked earlier about um, taking classes and you're still taking classes. Oh, yeah. How long have you been doing this professionally? Uh, for years. <laughs> um, I about, I think it's almost 35 years. Wow. Yeah. Which makes me 37 or something like something that. Like something that. like that. Yeah. It's the new math. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I too, you know, you never stop learning. You just don't because there's always something there that you can gain. There's always, there always is. So I, I, I applaud you for continuing your education. Well, thanks. Because it's, it's, it's maniacal. It's not, but it's not for you. That's just it. Exactly. Just like myself. It's yeah. not for me. That's true. It's so that you can serve other people or animals. Yeah. In fact, in the last few years, I've been tracking down some of the the most current brilliant teachers of um, working with the nervous system. And these, these are fellows who work with the nervous system physically. Mm-hmm. So I'm studying with them and then translating a lot of their work to animals other people but translating it energetically which is one of my skills right so if i know how to how to alter a response or a reflex in the nervous system um, mechanically i can usually figure out a way to do that energetically and it's it's been fascinating because who'd have thought you know i i i'm not i'm always surprised by what i'm learning now yeah never thought i would be yeah so let's take another person. Awesome. I've got Colleen on. Hello. Look at that. Oh my goodness. How pretty. Hi Colleen. Hi, how are you? Good. Tell us who that is. This is Rusty. Rusty? Rusty. Oh my gosh, what a sweetheart. What a cutie. Um, he's getting up there in age. He has a, uh, he's probably going to cough in a minute. He's pretty calm right now, but, um, he has a softened trachea. And, uh, so he has like a hack, but, um, what can I do to keep him calm? Um, the rescue remedy in particular is a great way to take a lot of the edge off things. It doesn't make them dopey, but it does 
help with the, the anxious edge of things. Okay. And I just wanted to make sure I heard you right. Oh, you said a softened trachea? That's what they said at the, um, that Pomeranians get that quite a bit. And they, it's almost like a cat hacking up a hairball is what it sounds like. Gotcha. Okay. It sounds like kennel cough, but it's not. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, I just actually, I just finished working. I, well, you opened a great door. I, I was at a refuge uh, in Florida recently, and I got a chance to work on a dog who was brought in with very spectacular kennel cough. Mm -hmm. and over the course of three days, I only worked on her, I think it was seven or eight minutes a day. We got the, the deep raspy cough to go from deep to middle to gone. Um, and all of her other vitals changed really dramatically. And that's just from hands-on work. So I, I can know by seeing you there, you're a big fan of hands-on work and oh, yeah. being close to Rusty. So one of the things that you can imagine while you're holding him, and you also don't have to be holding him while you're doing this, is you can imagine um, being or having um, the energy of a pine tree in your hands. Okay. Another way to do that is to see, see inside him the energy of a pine tree. The reason I say that is animals out in nature who have respiratory trouble mm -hmm. will, will usually rest underneath pine. Oh. Because it helps all of the parts of the respiratory system. Okay. You can bring that yes, bless you. <laughs> that energy directly in. And it's like chicken soup, it couldn't hurt. Okay. And does Rusty, does Rusty get lots of access to good water, too? Oh, yes. Okay, good. That'll, that's, the, that's the fluid that helps respiration. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that Bach flower remedy, what was it? Rescue remedy. Rescue remedy. Yeah. So Bach flower from the health food store. Okay. Yeah. So how many? Ten drops? Ten drops in the, in the water every day. Yep. Okay, just so long as it doesn't have any protein in it. Because he's went through and uh, um, had kidney failure, so he's on a special diet from that. And yeah, it won't it won't interfere. But okay. by all means, please run it by your vet first. Okay. Um, there's a there's a people version with alcohol, uh, a brandy base, and then there's the animal version that doesn't have alcohol in it. All right, so, I'll take the brandy base one. Yeah, you, <laughs> you, you and me both. It's like, yay. Uh, check it with your vet. We always want to, you know, always erring on the side of caution. Right. And we're so thrilled we got to hang out with you and with Rusty. Yeah. Yeah, I talk to Colleen often. She's a great, great supporter of the show. So awesome. thanks for tuning in and thanks for bringing your baby. <laughs> hey. <laughs> All right, sweetie, take care. Thanks. He's going to go back to bed now. All right, have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, it is fun. It is fun. I just love that, you know, some of the treatments or some of the care can be so simple. Yeah, yeah, it you really know? can. It can be so simple. And granted, if it's not an emergency, you know, let's try this to Let's try to do it naturally mm -hmm. before we start injecting our animals or starting to give them yeah. synthetic pills or whatever, you know. Right. So, but something like that, that would be great. That would be absolutely great. I love that.
I love that. So like in Rusty's case, even though that is a, a physical mm -hmm. ailment, right. but it would still, I imagine that's still anxiety or, or anxiety promoting, you know, if he's having troubles with his throat. Sure. Yeah. yeah, if you had trouble with your throat, you'd be filled with anxiety. I yeah, would. Absolutely. Of course. Yeah. Of course, right? So it would help for both. I love that. And one of the deals is that everything physical or mental comes from the energetic first. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to believe that, but if you're if you live long enough and if you see enough things, you go, huh? There's got to be a source, and right. that's the source or the level from which it all stems. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so. that's great. Cool. Well. Would you like to tell everybody where to get in touch with you again? Sure. Um, go snag the freebies on my site because that's why they're there. Um, I don't put them there for me. I put them there for you guys and for your pets and for your brother-in-law too. So go to rudyhunter.com uh, and also huntershealingcalls.com. Snag the freebies, sign up for the, the private newsletter and you'll get even more freebies. And that way you can poke around and you can check stuff out for Fido and Kitty and whoever you got. Your horse, your, your cow. Your horse, your cow. <laughs> yeah. Your brother-in-law. Exactly. Exactly. That's what it's there for. Yeah, I love it. Well, thank you for coming on. This has been a joy, thank as you, always. I love you, Didas. Me too. So, to yeah, absolutely. So look at the websites, all the different options that are available for you. There's also classes that are upcoming, so keep watching that. And Thanks for listening in. Until next week, my little chicklets. Seek the divine, be the divine, and you'll reap the divine. God bless.